This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. The Punisher, a firearm-wielding vigilante, was pulled from New York Comic Con by Marvel and Netflix, something Steve Harsh, who's been attending for years, understands. I do kind of agree with that out of respect for the victims and for the situation. But another attendee, Leo Lawrence, says the Punisher didn't cause the Vegas shooting. That's only punishing the the fans, and it's only letting the idiot that did it win. Punisher or not, security here is tight with the NYPD's heavily armed anti-terrorism unit standing guard. At the Jacob Javits Convention Center in Manhattan, I'm Julie Walker. The opposite of what the saying is. Divided. We are not enough. World needs Superman. I made him a promise. Why I brought you together. Right ain't over yet. My man. That's your. Oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. Yeah, that's that's what that means. It's so cool. Hey guys, you're listening to another episode of Redefining the Counterculture right here on Britain Radio. Today we're joined by actress and stuntwoman Carrie Burnham. Carrie, how's it going? Hey, Dre, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm super excited to have you on today's show. Um, yeah, thanks uh, for the invite. 
Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, I guess for our listening audience, um, I wanted to um, talk to you a little bit about your upbringing. I know that you were born here, right here in the Mid-South, here in Memphis, Tennessee, um, and you grew up here. Um, I guess, what is it like for you, I guess, being outside of Memphis now and just being able to see the world and to take your gifts and to, to share them with the world? Yeah, actually, I was born in um, Richmond, Virginia, but I did live in the Mid-South when I was in high school and also throughout college, um, so it's a little bit, um, I guess, different of a of an upbringing, but I, I will say that coming from Memphis and, you know, seeing how opportunities were very dark there in a way, but to bring spotlight to Memphis was what I wanted to do. I know that there are a lot of talented individuals. I also know that there are a lot of students and a lot of just amazing people in the world need to see what Memphis is really about. So when I was there, I used to volunteer a lot, and I used to see a lot of, uh, you know, amazing young children. And personally, I wanted to claim Memphis as my hometown versus Virginia just because Memphis really had a connection to me with, you know, friends and family and where I went to college. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, did you in fact, run uh, track and field at um, the University of Memphis? Yes, I did. I ran track and cross country at the University of Memphis. Um, that was my alma mater, and it was an amazing experience. Um, I ran for the first two and a half years, and then I actually got injured, and I ended up studying abroad and going overseas for, to China for a year and all across Europe. But um, I was a student athlete at the U of M, home of the Tigers, so it was a fascinating experience, and you know, that's why Memphis is still like that hometown for me because of so many things that taught you to Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so may I ask, when did you make the jump from athletics to uh, acting and just um, theater and, and getting into stunts? What what was kind of the catalyst that got you that transition? Yeah, well, I've always been, Really, um, I've always been really athletic, and I also have always been um, wanting to be an acting and stuff. So I've done theater throughout, like, elementary, middle, and high school. You know, every now and then when there's a play, I audition for some part or something in it, and also did dance for titles and stuff, too. Like, yeah. Seeing uh, the transition, like, I studied semester of theater at the University of Memphis, and it was a great experience, but... I was still so focused, like you said, on track, and I wanted to go to the Olympics, but once I got injured, I kind of, like, threw out that chance of going to the Olympics because I was no longer super passionate about running anymore once you take so long off of doing it. And uh, I was going into the corporate world because initially I was going to go straight to L.A. or straight to Atlanta and do more acting. Um, throughout college, I did two auditions and stuff. I actually... I actually was on a show called Single Ladies that was on um, VH1 with Stacey Dash and Lisa Ray. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do. <laughs> yeah. So it was cool because I, I actually went down there with a friend. We were in Atlanta. We were trying to get on the show. We didn't really understand. We understood, like, theater and acting, but we didn't understand what background and extras and everything was. But we decided to be, like, I guess, background or extra. And someone didn't show up, and they asked if somebody could read lines, and I had an opportunity to do that. And then from there, I was like, man, I really like this. I really want to do more of it. Like, this is my dream, you know? Yeah. But then the world will tell you, like, 
not to say the world, but people will be like, oh, no, you need a nine-to-five job. You need something to pay your bills and this and that. So, you know what I did? I went and took the corporate route, and I did that for two years. And I worked for some amazing companies, but I was putting in 40 to 60 hours a week. And I was like, oh, my God, if I was doing this and putting it towards what I'm passionate about, then it would totally transform my dream, and I could see if I could make it or not. And then I could go back to the corporate world. So that's exactly what I did. And I I, I left my job with the NBA last, and I went to California just about two years ago, um, as of like two or three days ago. And ta-da, two years nice. later. That's powerful. You said some, some really powerful stuff there, and I just have to say amen. I mean, because it's like what you said there, it just hit on so many levels. It's like, you know, you put in 40, 50 hours a week, and it's like a lot of people, you know, will neglect what they really, really love, and they'll just go with, you know, just nine to five. And it's, it's like, you know, yeah, it pays the bills and it puts food on your table, but it's if it's not what you want, it's almost like it's a slow death, you know, and it's like, um, (laughs) so you hit on so, so much. Yeah. (laughs) And the thing is, it's not going to be easy, you know, going out and chasing your dreams. And I understand that because you're not going to be working your typical full-time job. Maybe you'll be doing full-time driving Uber because you have auditions in between or whatever your passion is. I mean, that could be fashion designing and you have to work an internship in the daytime that maybe little to no money at all, but then at nighttime, you have to support your, your dream, you know, by working some night shift of a job, you know, but I think that, you know, with, with uh, what is it, great sacrifice comes great reward, and if you really, yeah. really want it, and if you're really passionate about it, that will keep you up burning, and that, uh, eventually, your passion will pay for itself. Absolutely, absolutely, I totally agree. Um, you, you hit on something, you said, um, world, um, in, in what you last said, and I caught it. Um, I wanted to, if you feel comfortable, I wanted to, um, transition a little bit and talk about your faith and just how, um, how, how has it been, you know, being a woman of faith and just believing in Jesus Christ and, but at the same time pursuing your dream, have you had to compromise? Um, is there a time that, you know, you had to overcome adversity and you you leaned on him. Tell us more about it. Yeah, great question. Um, God, I mean, Jesus is my best friend. You know, me and him are BFFs. I call him on the main line anytime I want to. He answers, you know. Like, you know, so I will say, like, you, especially in the world of Hollywood, Hollywood meaning Los Angeles or acting industry or Atlanta or wherever you're at, my God, you're going to have so many opportunities to compromise your faith because people are going to try to sell you this dream of if you would sleep with them or if you would do something with them, if you would be involved in this or if you if you do something like this or that, you can become a star or whatever, you know? And I'm like, no, you got to have value, you got to have integrity, and you have to I think, stay true to yourself. And for me to stay true to myself, that means my faith and my belief in Christ and in God, and, you know, I would not be anywhere today without faith. From where my childhood, I grew up to a single-parent teenage mother, we moved city to city as a young girl, and we, we did not have it easy, but I don't know how sometimes we have food on our table, but I know my mom was busting her butt out there, and I don't know how sometimes we weren't in more dangerous situations than what we were in, 
And it was all because of faith. It was all because of my belief that God did protect us through this entire thing. So I took that same thing I had as a young girl to Hollywood. And I, I totally believe that that, that sets me apart. I wouldn't have gotten any of the opportunities I got because I worked miraculous, miraculous ways. And he also puts us in situations and circumstances that we can't put ourselves into. So I totally believe that, you know, also because of how strong my faith is and how strong I believe that anything is possible because I serve a, a mighty God that, that shoot, created the heavens and the earth, that put, you know, graduate, that created Adam and Eve. I serve a God that created this all. So I know that one opportunity or him doing whatever, you know, to guide me in the right path is totally possible. So I trust him more than I trust in myself. And um, I think that's, that's taken off a, a load of stress for me because I don't have to put all this weight on myself. I serve someone that's bigger than that, that can carry all of that. You know what I mean? Amen. Amen. You're so right. And you hit on so much there. You know, like you serve a God that can do anything. This is a God that, you know, parted the Red Sea. He made the sun change. Yes. He gave a, yes. a mortal and superhuman strength, you know. And so Woo! it's like, it's just it's crazy. And when you were talking, I kept thinking about that one verse where it says that your gift will bring you before great men. And that's yes. just, like with you, it's like just seeing like how you just blossomed and you just, you know, how you just. You're on the silver screen. That's huge. I mean, that's yeah, so cool. And so um, I just love it. Um, let's talk about Black Panther. Um, do you remember, I guess, auditioning for the role and kind of what your your thoughts and emotions were like when you found out that you were, you know, auditioning for the role? Well, you know what? I will tell you this. Just like that Bible scripture you said, like, your gift, like God will allow your gift to make room for you in front of people and Oh, that guy works in miraculous ways. Well, I actually um, got a call for Los Angeles at 6 a.m. my time because I, you know, live here in L.A. And they were calling from Georgia, which is Eastern time, so 9 a.m. their time. And it was from the production company saying that someone got, someone referred my name to Ryan Coogler, the director. And that's how I got on Black Panther was from a referral. And he wanted someone that, an African-American woman that does stunts as well as acting, and that one thing allowed me the opportunity to be a Black Panther was willing to, first I said yes, and then the next thing was I was willing to shave my head. I said, give me a few hours to think about it, um, because obviously I want to say yes, but that's also a I was like, what? Shave 16 inches of hair off bald, and it has to be shaved bald every single day? Like, what? Like, I'm not sure if I want this, you know? But... I mean, it's a sacrifice. God put me in the room. I couldn't just turn it down. And thankfully, I have great mentors and great people that that help me make decisions. Like I don't make them on my own. And I um, said yes, and yes, the decision has brought me a long way. Man, and, that is uh, amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I will say, I I've gotten some amazing jobs from not auditioning. Like, actually, the highest-paid jobs I have gotten in Hollywood were from people that knew me or they met me, and they felt that I had something different than other people or they just really believed in me, and I'm very thankful to say that. Like, I'm thankful because that led to Black Panther, that led to Luke Cage, that led to This Is Us, that led to all of this. Man, that's powerful, and that just goes 
that's another thing. I mean, it sounds cliche, but it goes back to just saying, you know, like, um, uh, there's a verse that says, you know, a good name is, uh, is, is rather chosen than riches, you know, and that's like, it's so true. It's like, because of your good name, because people know that you're a woman with integrity, you know, it, it helps. It also helps to, you know, put you before, you know, great men and that get giving you opportunities. And so this is like, that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess like when it came to shaving your head, how did, I mean, man, I know I'm a black man and I'm like, I have my hair and I would, just, I would hate to shave it. I mean, I know as a black woman, that must have been just really daunting. Tell us about that. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, <laughs> I Like from 
um, to the bow stack and to just really drill angles of doing multiple rounds and multiple sets of weapon training. You know, um, you see that we look like we're carrying spears. Well, we those spears are used as bow stack. I mean, we use bow stacks in replace of those spears. So just really training fight choreography to the max, reactions, the falls, and this and that. So our training day, you know, for a few weeks uh, before I went in film. Some girls had four, I mean, eight-hour training days for four months. Like, some girls were on the film process. I feel like I didn't miss much, although a lot did happen, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I can only imagine, um, yeah, because I know I would imagine that, you know, a lot of those shoots were early morning. Um, it probably carried you into, you know, it's a late in the evening, you know, and so. Yeah, I mean, 12 hours, two days, some days, 13 hours. It was long days, but it was great. It was totally worth it. I would do it all over again. I mean, I was living my dream at that moment while I'm there at 5 a.m. Tired, cold. What was it, tired? More cold. Because like, oh, it's freezing, and then when you have no hair, you freeze really, really quickly. You're like, oh, that's oh, right. God. That's right, yeah, you do. Because, like, uh, your hair is like you're covering, and it keeps your head warm. Same with, like, a yeah. hat. So, yeah, if your head, your head's cold, and you know, then you're going to be cold, too. Exactly. You learn a lot when you go bald. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um. So what was it like, I guess, working on set with, because you were surrounded, I mean, you yourself, you're very, extremely talented, but you were, you know, you had, you had Forrest Whitaker, Angela Bassett, Michael Jordan, I mean, you had, there were some good actors in that film. Um, what was it like working, I can only imagine, I mean, um, would you say that um, being surrounded by those veterans, did it help to pull out that extraness in you? Yeah, you know, I mean, gosh, I, I didn't get to work with, like, Angela, Forrest, or, uh, I didn't get to work with a few people. I have seen them since then, but I, um, the people I guess I worked mostly with was Michael B., with, with Chadwick, was with Forrest. Um, I think the guy was, like, in one of my scenes when she left, but then, like, Leticia, which is um, the technology girl, so. Working with all of them and being on set with all of them, Daniel, was just the most incredible experience ever. And working with my other fellow sons, women and men, like, they, um, God, I can't even think of everybody's name right now. I know so many, and I'm so bad. <laughs> Denisha, Denisha, all of them. It was incredible. Because some of them, they're like, they've been in this industry for so long since they were kids. Some of them have been in the industry for a year, some of them 10 years, and just to be on, in that magnitude showed me I was in the right place at the right time, surrounded by greatness, and all it wanted me to do is to spike up and be better and be better and be bolder and just kill it, you know, to practice harder, to work harder, and it just motivated me, it inspired me, I want to be the next week, you know, like, <laughs> that's how I burn it. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, for our listening audience, for the ones that haven't seen Black Panther, um, or the ones that are just on the fence about seeing it, um, what is the one thing that you want them to know about the film? Um, I want them to know that it's a great film. Um, it's a great film. 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 It's a great
would you agree that that's that's a true sentiment? Absolutely, um, a thousand percent. I mean, I think a lot of people perceive that as, like you said, all roses and walks and lily parks, and that wow, you're famous because of nothing. No, it takes a lot of work. It takes so much dedication and so much faith of continuing to go, 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 no matter how much rejection you get. Because you're going to walk into auditions that you think you nailed it and did a great job, but you'll never get a call back. You'll never find out anything because of a hundred different reasons. It could be that your hair was too short, your hair was too long, or that they need, or they needed somebody that was shorter for the actor that they were going to play you with, or whatever, you know? So there's so many reasons, and I think that it's just a lot of rejection in this industry, and people don't understand how much rejection you have to get before you got that one yes on that one film. And that's what, you know, that's what makes acting different. And then the level of commitment from going to acting classes to memorizing 300-page scripts, you know? It may not be every dialogue on the page is yours, but you definitely need to know that like the back of your hand. And it's just, it's a lot of work that goes into it. And it's dedication. And it's, you know, not giving up even when it gets tough. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's something that I didn't know, you know, with the script. That makes sense because you you would have to know how your part fits in with the, the larger picture, you know, the larger, the, the whole, the movie as a whole. So you would have to study that script and just really know, like, hey, you know, this scene, this is going on. This is what led up to my, to my role. Um, now, just in terms of like legacy, because we know that, <laughs> as, I mean, I, I, it would seem that you are in this for the long haul. Um, what what would you say that you want your legacy to be, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, when that little girl out there is looking at your work, you know, the body of your work, and, and saying that she wants to be an actress or a stunt woman? Um, what is the biggest takeaway that you want um, for people to get from the work that you've done? Yeah, um, one thing, I mean, well, I guess several things. I want people to look back and to know that, wow, like, Carrie came from such a humble, I mean, not humble, but a, a broken background, you know, like, that she let nothing stand in her way, and that even when things got tough, she turtled them, she jumped over them, and she was able to overcome it, so I can too. And, you know, she was able to also... In the midst of doing that, she gave back in tremendous amounts of ways and impacted a lot of people. And for people to see that they can help out, no matter how little of money you have or how, you know, big and millions of money you may have, that whatever level you're at, that you can give back. You know, I, I am not rich yet, you know, and I am nowhere near rich yet, but I have money that's coming, absolutely, you know, and I have faith in believing it, but I flew to Memphis. I paid for that out-of-pocket. That was $1,400 flight because schools were waiting for me to come and meet with them, and I wanted to give back to the students. So I think it's just a part of that that I want people to look back and know that no matter what they're going through in life, no matter how many obstacles that life throws in your way and things like that that you can overcome and that you can jump on and that you can tackle it, and that in the process it's not all about you that you have to give back every level, you know, that you always have to reach and grab ten hands up as you go up, you know. So. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. That's some good advice, Gary. I mean, yeah, because I know sometimes it's like we we all go through that phase where we're like, well, you know, I'm significant. You know, I don't matter. I don't count. Like, how can I possibly make a difference? But you just never know. And, um, yeah, you gave some really good advice. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, you're hitting no better. Um, well, Carrie, I'm all out of questions, but I wanted to thank you so much for coming on today's show, and I wanted to open the floor to you if there's anything you'd like to say to our listening audience. Yeah, um, well, obviously, thank you for tuning in today, and I'm so, you know, this, you have an amazing host on, um, on, what do you call it, radio? I'm so sorry. My oh, no, it's okay. just like, blah, blah. You're an amazing host. <laughs> yeah, in studio. And I would say, like, I would love to stay in touch with you all. Like, um, find me on my social media, which is Instagram is at Carrie Fernandes, which is C-A-R-R-I-E-E-R-N-A-N-S, as well as the same thing on Twitter and on Facebook. And if you have a question, feel free to reach out. Um, it may take a few days to respond, but I will eventually get to that response. And me or my team will, I will say. And um, I'm excited to stay motivated. Don't ever give up. And you know what, even when everything looks like it's so dark and you don't see the light, the light is inside of you. And just remember to keep your faith and keep believing and keep going down that journey. And when you think you're going the wrong way, then check the GPS and reroute yourself. You know, don't don't continue to be complacent in situations where you know that you can do bigger, better, and more amazing. So Absolutely. thank you for the opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. Carrie, thank you so much. I love, I love your words and encouragement. I love that you're so grounded. I mean, um, I hate to sound like I'm just a Bible thumper, but definitely keep your keep your love and your um, your respect for God. It's going to continue to open those doors for you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Carrie, thank you so much. Absolutely. I look forward to talking with you again soon. I hope you have a wonderful day. Likewise. Likewise. God bless you. God bless you. Guys, that was Carrie Vernon. She is in the new Black Panther movie. Uh, make sure to check her out. Uh, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. We're also available for uh, Apple products. If you've got an iPhone, iPad, or MacBook, uh, you can um, listen to the show by downloading the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Uh, it's available in the iTunes store. Download the app, search for a show name, you can find it in the counterculture. You'll hear this interview with Carrie. Uh, we're also available for Android users. If you've got an Android phone, or an Android device of any type, you can listen to us by going to the Google Play Store, search Google Play Music, search for our show name, Redefining Counterculture. Again, you'll hear this interview with Carrie. Lastly, we're available for Roku users. If you've got a Roku television or, or a Roku Smart TV, you can uh, watch us right in the privacy of your own home. We have over 200-plus hours of original content, programming, and interviews, all free of charge. Uh, from your Roku or your Roku television, access the channel store. Once you do that, search for our show name, find our show name, Download the app. Once you download the app, you can begin streaming all free of charge.